What was Moshe's role in Kriyas Yamsuf? You're asking a question that Chassidim asked the Tzemach Tzedek. And the Tzemach Tzedek answered, quote, it is given Kalten Brand. I think it's even in Teres Sholem, from the Rebbe Rashab Which means hot ice. That means he was standing like a marble statue. On the outside, you saw nothing. And inside, he was flum fired. He was a very, very powerful fire. Now, you know, when you learn Chesidus about the question of noise and demonstrativeness versus quiescence and, and inner peace, peaceability, yeah, you find all kinds of contradictions, right? I mean, to give you a simple example, yeah, when a person cries, a cry which comes out with words, a cry which comes out without words, which we call the cry of the shayfar, yeah? And then we say there's the kola de shtama and the kola de la shtama, a voice which is coming out without words because it's a cry from the deepest level of the neshama, but at least it has a sound. And then you have the cry which has no sound. It's so deep, there's no sound coming out of it. Which is, which is another case of this idea of there's a very powerful experience being experienced, and yet you see nothing, yet you hear nothing. So when it comes to this notion of a person having a very deep experience, and at the same time you don't see anything, there are two ideas. There's the classic idea, and then there's the anomaly. And it's, by the way, this is the very first page in the Hemshech Tafresh Lamachvov, about the Usad Lib and Chuvah, he makes this point. The classic idea is that when you're experiencing something overwhelming, you should go mad. <laughs> you know, when you experience something over unbelievable, you don't believe it because it's not believable. It's very simple. Which means this. A human being is a receptacle. He's a keli. And this person has tools. He has a mind, he has a heart, he has senses that need to be sensitized and focused and engaged. These tools, the mind, the heart, and the senses, exist in a body. The body needs to be conditioned, right? Just like a person has to eat kosher and not treif. A person has to eat healthy and not sick. A person has to eat food, but not too much. A person has to watch his health. A person has to not become so engaged in physical things, whether it's food or it's sleep, that it's a stop the carpet. It convolutes the person's ability to reason. So there's a lot of conditioning that a person does as a human being of self-refinement, and you don't even necessarily perceive it as self-refinement, you simply perceive it as being a person. People don't sleep all day long, people don't eat all the time. People do these things in a way that serves their personhood. And when food becomes an entity unto itself, and sleep becomes an entity unto itself, it's a huge distraction and a deep compromise of what it means to be a human being. Because the human being is supposed to be involved in higher things. And the basic principle is, the more conditioned one is, the better they experience overwhelming and transcendent experiences. In other words, if you're refined in your body and in your mind and in your heart and your senses, the way that Amman describes it in the Prakim and also in the Chelek Beis of Meir Nevuchim, he talks about Nevuah. And it'll be Kitzanimit and Perekzayin and Perekzayin and Perekzayin when something beyond you touches you, it's overwhelming to you. But your prior conditioning puts you in a position that you, you're drawn into it.
instead of it being overwhelming and flooding you out, it 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 enchants you and raises you in. If a person is not conditioned, not their body and not their health and not their eating and not their involvement in materialism and not the development of the mind and the heart, and they experience an experience which is overwhelming, they're going to experience it in a very demonstrative way, in a very loud and external way. You know, you can go crazy. Your body can't take it because there's a lack of conditioning. So when Moshe Rabbeinu stands at Har Sinai and the Rebbe de Tzemach Tzedek says that given Kalten Brand, there's two parts to that. The first, of course, is he had this extraordinary experience which, which stunned him, which put him to a position of complete non-responsiveness. But on the other hand, he personally was so tuned in, was so conditioned from before that he met that inspiration in such a way that he was totally at peace with it. All the other Jews also experienced Kiesa. Right? The Chazal say that the raw Shiv Chalaya, Mashlai Every Jewish human being, every maidservant experienced the Kiesa of Anavua that was greater than what Yechaskal Anavi would experience. But it doesn't say what happened to them. If they were less conditioned, it was more overwhelming. And that's the Chiddush of this statement of the Tzemach Tzedek that the Moshe Rabbeinu's prior conditioning put him into a place that when the Abishta gave him this incredible light, he received it in a totally peaceable way. Inside it was an incredible experience of power, and the outside of Guf was conditioned for it. That's the classic idea, what's called Rusa de Libra, of being conditioned for a transcendent experience, something which is bigger than you, you rise to the occasion in a quiescent, in a deep way, right? A person is unprepared, makes a lot of noise because there's a, there's a conflict between their person, their body, their receptacle, their mind, their heart and senses and the enlightenment. But there's also such a thing of a person who's totally unconditioned. But the light that he's experiencing is so totally overwhelming that it shuts them down totally. Like the Balchuvah's cry, which is a kolod loshtama v'estach genucha genuch yelilu yolo, which is the Balchuvah. Balchuvah is not properly conditioned. And nevertheless, there is an idea where he is also quiet. But that's not, I don't think, that that's the pshat of Meishe Rabbeinu's quiet. Mm-hmm.